Welcome to a special edition of PBN here. My name is Braden Gall. That is Jamie Holland. And joining us on the show today, Mayor of Clarksville, Joe Pitts. Obviously, wish this was under much different circumstances, Mayor. And we know you're very, very busy, but we do appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time today on the show. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's good to be with you and to tell our story. So I guess we'll start right there with how people can help. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of organizations out there. But what is your advice to folks who want to help, who want to be a part of the, the the healing and the recovering in all of these different communities? What is the best sort of best practices and best course of action for folks who want to get involved in, and try to help communities like Clarksville, Hendersonville, and Madison? Well, thank you. A couple of things. First of all, uh, pay attention to the local government websites who have the most up-to-date and accurate information. There's a lot of well-meaning organizations and people out there on social media passing around information that may not be up-to-date or accurate. So go to the city of Clarksville website or Montgomery County website, and you will see that information listed prominently. First, if you need help, go those to those sites. There's a list of resources available, everything from shelter, food, clothing, financial assistance, medical assistance, whatever you need, it's available. But if you're not impacted and you want to volunteer or help in some way, there's two ways you can help. You can volunteer to help clean up. Uh, we don't need any volunteers today and tomorrow. We had a thousands of people, literally thousands of people yesterday on the ground in the affected areas, sweeping through, did a great job of pulling debris to the roadway, to the side of the road. Uh, we need a couple of days for our people to get that stuff out of the way because we're trying to do this in kind of two or three phases. First is clean up, get the roadways clean uh, and the debris moved, and then we will make another pass or two or three or four, whatever it takes to clean up the remaining debris, be they trees, wood, metal, whatever, but we're going to, we're in this till the very end. If you want to give financially, uh, go to the United Way of the Greater Clarksville Region website. They've got a secure link that you can give online. Uh, we are promoting that as our go-to because we know 100% of those funds will go to the people who need it. You know, in the lead up to the storm, what were the emergency broadcast protocols that were deployed to mitigate damage and harm? Well, we had we had local media publishing storms are coming. Uh, we've got emergency sirens. You know, there's been a, a fair amount of traffic back and forth about whether they work. They did work. We've had verification of that. We But we are going back and testing to make sure that we didn't miss anything because we're not taking anything for granted or treating anybody's concern lightly. Those sirens did go off uh, as planned. Um, unfortunately, the storm was here. It hit and it it uh, created a path about 12 miles long across our city that created some devastation. So our emergency management agency was on top of it. Uh, unfortunately, it was just such a destructive force that it was really hard to overcome it. Were you were you at OEM headquarters in the lead up or were you at home like everybody else? I was at home like everybody else, um, getting calls and paying attention to the messages I was getting from our folks about, you know, what the storm, the expected arrival times, uh, where it would where it would likely touch down. And as soon as it did, uh, I got a call from our fire rescue department and our police department about damage, uh, immediately went to the emergency operations center. Um, and they were everybody in the room was was taking stock of what was happening. How much 
communication? I mean, obviously you're focused on your immediate community and, and all the needs that you guys have, but there's also all these other affected areas. You've got the mayor of Nashville who needs to be involved in this with Freddie O'Connell. Like how, how much communication takes place in the aftermath of trying to organize a recovery process that doesn't sort of stress resources too much and sort of maximizes the efficiency of, of all the different areas, Madison, again, Hendersonville and Clarksville, being able to sort of recover in the most efficient way. Well, I did hear from Mayor O'Connell uh, immediately after um, pledging help where, where we needed it. And then, then Madison was hit. Um, so, and I've heard from fellow mayors all across the region, frankly, all across the state. Um, everybody from former County Mayor David Alexander down in Lynchburg area to, um, you know, Chattanooga and Knoxville and all points in between. Um, but there was a lot of communication and traffic back and forth. Heard from Mary Esther Reed and Smyrna and Paige Brown and Gallatin. And, you know, just the list goes on and on. Ken Moore and Franklin. So there was a, a lot of communication back and forth. And everybody to a person was saying, whatever you need, let us know. Now, we have been overwhelmed, I'll say, by the generosity of people, uh, people just wanting to help. Uh, so we're cautioning people to stay out of the neighborhoods right now, give us time to work. And then another thing that just really bothers me is people are still driving through video cameras on their phone, taking pictures, you know, destination uh, devastation, disaster tourism, as I call it. Uh, we don't need that. Um, and so I hope we don't have to take the step, the extraordinary step of barricading these neighborhoods and you have to prove you live there to get through. That's not what we want to do, but we're willing to take that step if we can't stop it. You mentioned other mayors. So but what about regional, state, or federal cooperation and coordination? Are you hearing from state and federal partners as well? Yeah, absolutely. Tima was on the ground immediately with us, present in the EOC on Sunday afternoon and evening. Uh, Governor and Mrs. Lee were uh, boots on the ground Sunday afternoon uh, in a neighborhood with us. We had our legislative delegation uh, helping us. Um, FEMA, uh, the White House reached out to me yesterday and said, whatever you need. I said, well, what we need is for TEMA to do their job so you can do your job. And um, and I'm confident they're all doing it. Are all the victims housed at least temporarily? Yes, we've um, we've taken care. We got shelters set up, um, but most everybody I talked to Sunday as we made an early morning pass and walked through the neighborhood said they had a place to stay, uh, either short or long term. Uh, so I'm encouraged by that. But our shelters are beginning to fill up. I know this is probably too early in the process, uh, but I am curious. I live five miles south of of Madison. I have two daughters who have been now involved in three or four of these different types of scares. Certainly the 2020 tornado came right through our neighborhood. And I, I know that there's a lot of data collection that takes place. And, and you know, we've got sort of some predictive measures. All those emergency services seem to have done an excellent job in this process. But do, do you have any uh, understanding of how we take the information that just happened and try to add it to a larger picture that can maybe in, inform decisions down the road on how we, you know, change things, change protocols, become more effective in, in managing these things ahead of time? Yeah, that'll be the next step, right? We will get together in a room and go through what went well, what, what we failed miserably doing, uh, and just kind of talk through that. 
in fact, we were preparing, my chief of staff was preparing to have a tabletop exercise to talk about tornado response with everybody involved. But unfortunately, we got real life experience. We didn't need a, an exercise. Do you have a quick sense of what you did really well and, and what you think you need to touch up? Well, I think our first responders did amazingly well by getting on scene quickly to make sure that people, we were looking for people, make sure there was nobody missing. Uh, they responded to the injured. About two dozen people were injured. Sadly, uh, three people lost their lives, including one 10 year old boy. Um, so I think we did that very, very well. Um, we could do better at volunteer management. We had no idea. We didn't expect thousands, literally three or 4,000 people to show up. Uh, either through the portal we set up or they just showed up and pick up trucks with trailers and chainsaws um, to help. So that was a little bit, we got to do a better job with that, but that's a, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Would that all fall under the category of an after action report, Mayor? Yes, yes, sir. That's, that's exactly what we call it. Well, and you're wearing Austin P quarter zip. So is your new football coach, is he on the ground helping out? He was on the ground. I can't say if he was helping out or not. He was in town yesterday for a press conference to introduce him. Um, I suspect he may be either physically here or went back to where he was living to kind of get his affairs in order. Um, you know, he's got two small children and a wife and a family and Christmas is two weeks away. And so we're dealing with all that. So, but Austin P, the president of Austin P reached out, the athletic director, Gerald Harrison reached out said, whatever you need Austin P to do, we're there. And so the main point from a financial contribution perspective, you're directing people to the United Way of Greater Clarksville. Yeah, we're asking if you want to make a contribution financially, go there, because um, we know 100% of the, that money will be used. The other, There's other organizations and churches collecting money, which is great. Um, but we know there's going to be some gaps and needs, people to pay utility deposits and rent deposits on new apartments because theirs is gone. Um, furniture and fixtures and clothing and food and all those things we just take for granted. And has power been restored? No, no, we're still short, short of 7,000 people without as of late last night. Um, but I was out in the area early this morning and our uh, Department of Electricity crews and others, we've had probably 50 or 60 crews from out of, out of the region come and they're restoring power as quickly as possible. Clearly, some of those structures don't need power because they're not there anymore. So there's still going to be a lingering number after the cleanup is over that don't have power because there's no structure there to put power to. Trucks from NES and other departments coming up there to help? They're from all over the region. NES, Florida, everywhere. This is going to sound redundant, Mayor, but I want to make sure we're clear on this. Uh, again, you've mentioned the United Way, but... Again, lay out for folks who are not affected. What are the best practices here to help to get involved? It sounds like you've got a volunteer portal set up, the United Way. But like again, no, we don't need rubbernecking through neighborhoods. Right. Um, we don't need any of that. So again, just lay it all out for folks. Best way to help. Best way to get involved. And best way that to maybe think through some of the things that you know infrastructure that could be affected by some of the decisions we make. Let's be super aware of that kind of stuff. Yeah, one of the things I've been saying consistently is this week, everybody's attention is turned directly to help the people because that's what we do. Immediately, we jump in, we have a bias toward action and respond. Next week, our time and attention will be focused toward Christmas 
and people will think, well, that problem solved, we can move on. Not everybody, certainly, but next week is when we'll really need people even more because that'll be the second and third pass through some of these neighborhoods. But if you want to volunteer, we have a phone number you can call, 931-245-2988. 931-245-2988. Those phones are staffed at the Emergency Operations Center. And that's if you want to volunteer. If you have a company that has trucks or tarps or, or people or bulldozers or skid steers, whatever you've got, we're kind of pushing people there. If you are a victim or you your family's impacted, go to the city of Clarksville website at the top. There's a banner, you click on it, and there's a list of dozens, if not a couple of hundred resources there categorized according to what the need is. Food, shelter, clothing, you name it. Um, and we will be there to help. The SBA is on, on the ground now, currently, got, got here today. Uh, as I said, FEMA and TEMA, uh, I've heard from our congressional delegation, Congressman Green, um, Senator Blackburn, Senator Haggerty's office. They've been very responsive to us, so we're grateful. Mayor, thank you so much uh, for giving us a few minutes of your time. This is normally the part of the show where we would say, hey, rate, review, subscribe to the show and share it and all that other stuff. But as of right now, uh, it sounds like find out what you've got extra or what you can spare and reach out to the communities. Clarksville, of course, the number is there. We'll have all the, the links in the show notes as well. And of course, in Madison and Hendersonville as well, going through all of this together. So that is what we would ask our audience to do is to activate, but do it smartly, do it thoughtfully and, and reach out to you guys to, to find out what you, you really need. So Mayor, thank you so much for your time. I know you're very busy, but we do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Braden. Thank you, Jamie. Always good to be with you.